can be seated. Glory to God. I want to talk to you today about how to become great. Um, God, in his wisdom, has uh, done everything that he's going to do through his son, Jesus Christ. Um, everything comes from him and goes back to him. Uh, so, so we have uh, been given the capacity uh, to um, comprehend and understand God. There are um, uh, things, of course, uh, that we are unable to absorb because we are not God himself. Uh, George Washington Carver, many of you probably know, he was uh, a man who uh, did some things with peanuts. And uh, uh, he was an inventor. He was a, um, a person who uh, loved to spend time with God. But he had originally, I guess, asked God to show him, uh, show him how God created the universe. And God told him, you would explode. And uh, so obviously, um, uh, they, they, there is uh, elements of God uh, that are, are so vast and so far-reaching uh, that we have not, in our present condition and limitations, we are not able to absorb them or understand them in our present condition. And uh, so, but that doesn't mean that, well, since we can't know it all, that we shouldn't try. No, we should, um, as I do, I pray that, God, I want you, uh, if you will please, show me everything I could possibly know. Whatever is possible for me to know, whatever is possible for me to understand, whatever is possible for me to absorb in the area of wisdom, revelation, understanding, how things are, the real way things work, I want to know those things. I don't have to know everything, but I want to know what I can know, and I want to know it so I can be the best that I could possibly be, uh, function at my highest capacity possible while I'm in this body. And, and uh, so when we go to the other side, it says we will know even as we are known, but until then, we will not. We know in part, we prophesy in part, but then we will know, just as I said. So praise God. We, we want to be all about um, pressing in and seeking wisdom and, and understanding and how God would have us to be. Jesus Christ is the greatest example. If we are going to be great, how to be great, we're going to have to look at Christ and how he operated, how he functioned, because he didn't come into the earth to show everybody how cool God was in the sense of uh, uh, don't try this at home. This is a deity trick. No, he's doing this as a man so that we would understand what he is expecting of us and what we are literally capable of as human beings because when he stopped the wind and spoke to the waves, he said, oh, you of little faith, you should have done it. Why did you wake me up? And so, so, so Jesus came into the earth to show us how to be the best us we could possibly be, how to serve the Father, how to honor God, how to live a life that would be pleasing to the Father. Jesus killed it. Isn't that right? And so we have to look to him. Praise the Lord. And uh, so let's look in our Bibles, if you would please, um, at Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8. New King James Bible. So Jesus gave us the pattern for greatness. In the New King James Version, it says in uh, verse 5 of chapter 2, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. We could stop there and talk for a long time. So if this is what the Apostle Paul spoke to the church of Philippi, that must mean that it's possible, even expected, for us to walk in 
the mind of Christ. To think like Christ thinks. Then he says in verse 6, Who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. How much reputation? Jesus. Now, this is God manifest in the flesh. Jesus shows up and he makes himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, that's basically a slave, and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Whoa, praise God. We could just stop, spend the rest of the time right there. How are we to live? We are to live our life as Christ lived his life. He lived his life not waving the banner, I am God, all praise me. He waved the banner of servant. I am a servant. He said, I did not come to be served. I came to serve. Is that how you wake up every morning, you guys? Do you wake up every morning and go, yes, I'm awake. I am prepared to serve all humanity. Beginning with you, my bride. (laughs) Would you like your coffee this morning, my dear? Ladies, do you wake up? Where is my king? (laughs) I am prepared to serve him in any way he... Maybe we should read it in a different translation. (laughs) The Message Bible of the same... uh, Philippians 2, 5 through 8, it says, Think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God, but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status no matter what. Not at all. When the time came, he set aside the privileges of deity and took on the status of a slave, became human. Having become human, he stayed human. It was an incredibly humbling process. He didn't claim special privileges. Instead, he lived a selfless. Instead, he lived a selfless, obedient life and then died a selfless, obedient death. And the worst kind of death at that, a crucifixion. Oh my goodness, this is our prototype. This is what Jesus showed us to do with our life. Slave for humanity. Slave for those around us. We hate that word slave. But guess what? You are a slave to something. Whether you know it or not. Are you a slave for yourself? Do you serve yourself? Do you just get up and think, how can I be better to me? How can I make myself more happy? How can I pleasure myself today? First, I must medicate with Starbucks. If anybody's going to be my friend, I must have Starbucks. And then I can be cordial. 
Is that what God called us to do? To just be cordial? Or to be slaves? To serve? To help? To encourage? To consider everyone around us more valuable than ourselves? And you thought, well, it's just my personality to be selfish. No! Jesus died to crucify yourself. Paul said, I have died and my life is now hid with Christ in God. And the life I live in this body, I live through faith in the Son of God who died for me and gave himself for me. So I, this is my addition, so I can give myself for you. And for whosoever gets in my way, I will serve them too. In whatever capacity God leads me to serve them, love them, care for them, and make you feel that you can do what God has made you to do. Because there is absolutely zero people in this room that are called to do zero. Every one of you are called to serve. In the same level as Jesus. That we must die to selfish ambition. We must crucify our own will to do ourselves better to get over on everyone else. And most people live their whole life just trying to convince themselves that they are better than others. When Jesus, the greatest human being ever to walk the earth, He came as God in the flesh and said, I didn't come here to be served. That means I promise you, not one of us in this room can say, I am here to be served. This is rough stuff. But even in the uh, corporate world, um, uh, uh, someone talked to me this morning and said, even the corporate world has transitioned to servant leaders in the marketplace. Servant leaders. Why? Because people can't handle. You need to have servant in front of leader or else they lose their mind. Remember what you're here to do. You are here to serve our employees. Manage, yes, but serve. And when you value somebody, they become greater and they do their job better and they're excited to show up. Because why? Because they feel like they are important when they show up. And that whatever they're doing has some value, even if it's only the servant leader who has made them feel that way. It's like, you're doing a good job. I appreciate you. Thank you. Oh, that display, that looks really nice. Good job. That's serving them. Way to go. I appreciate you doing that. Glory to God. But you know, there's this one problem is you put it on the wrong end cap. And that's okay. It's okay for today. You know what? Just do it tomorrow night. This is a servant leader. Not you, idiot. What are you, a moron? 
You put toilet paper on the end of the canned food rack? That's not servant leader. But it's interesting how oftentimes the, the market world is ahead of the church in different areas. But we're called to serve. We, as people, we're called to serve each other and love each other and consider each other better than the other. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And incidentally, I spoke about how you know God, how you understand God, and, and our capacity to know him. Uh, knowing God is not, does not end by reading a chapter a day. God has created this, this safety net uh, that, that we are literally dependent upon our ability to serve each other on how much we understand of him. It's going to come through our loving brothers and sisters. And the more I do that, the better I do that, then the more I get to know of him because he's really laid it all out like this. So I can't just go in a cave and think I'm going to experience God because I have a Bible in the cave. That I will be able to know all that God has, he's wrote it all down for me to understand. No, he's made it mandatory that we communicate in a loving way, in a tangible way, in proximity of each other in order to fully understand him. I'm going to have to get busy serving his people, loving his people. Because love is not just some mental emotion. Love is an action. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And this was the greatest act of love. Greater love does no man know than this. Than he would lay his life down for his. There's no greater love. How to be great. Lay your life down. Jesus showed us. He showed us the way. And we got to get so far beyond, you know, our favorite type of people or group of people, or favorite personalities. We got to get way past that, you guys. We got to get way past that. He's going to expect us to love every certain specific individual he brings in front of us. He's going to have you to do things that don't make sense. I mean, just yesterday... I went to wash my car. I tried to do more than one thing at the same time. Okay, I have to take this time. I'm going to be sitting there waiting for my car. I'm, gonna, I'm going to eat while I'm waiting. So I run by the restaurant, grab my food so I have it in hand when I sit waiting. And, and they, then somebody parked a Nestle's cookie store <laughs> next to the place I got my food. Why is that there? And why is it buy three, get one free? Because I would have just bought one, but no, I have to have four now. So I buy four specific yummy-looking cookies in the window. I bring them on into a bag and carry them out of the store. So then I go bring my food and my cookies over to the place to get my car washed. And I get out of the car, and the Lord says, give him a cookie. I'm like, my cookie? Yeah, I'm like, oh, serious. So being the loving, sacrificial person I am, <laughs> I stop 
stopped and adjusted myself so that I could give him a cookie. And I, I said, would you like a cookie? I'm thinking, he don't want a cookie. Are, are you sure? I'm like, no. My mind, I didn't say that out loud. It's like, yes, oh, yes. And he puts his hand in the bag, and I'm thinking, oh, Lord Jesus. I plead the blood, I plead the blood. And he gets a cookie. And he pulls out a cookie and says, thank you, Lord. He didn't get the one I thought he was going to get. Praise God. I used my faith. And he took the, did the right cookie out of there. And this is a really selfless life I'm living, as you can see. <laughs> Never was there what about me in that, involved in that. So on I went. You'd think, well, maybe I'd stop and share the gospel. It just felt like that's what I was supposed to do. I see this guy um, probably at least twice a month or so. And I know I'm going to see him again. But you change people with kindness. And, and, and God directs you to be selfless and lay your life down and help people. And if I made his day, wow, what a blessing. You know, that was God loving him through me. Did you know that? Yeah. And, and we drag our feet. I'm, I'm just being honest. We drag our feet half the time. It's like, can you share with her the gospel? And you're like, Yes, while you're adjusting your attitude and heart. Of course I can. What's the question? That's what I'm here for. Excuse me, ma'am. Do you know Jesus? Amen? Because we are dying to ourselves. Amen? I'm not here for me. I thought I bought the cookie for me. I bought the cookie for him. And I thought... To myself, I thought, I'm wondering if I'd get any of these cookies. <laughs> I go sit down expecting to lose the rest of them. <laughs> but no, I ate a couple, brought one home to my wife. Yes, yes, I was full. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> It's amazing how easy it is uh, to, to make someone feel special with something that simple that that makes her feel, even if she doesn't want it, she goes, he was thinking about me. He was thinking about me. Isn't that something? Yeah. It's not really the gift half the time. It's just that you thought about them. Praise the Lord. Just throwing that out there for the guys. Praise the Lord. Just checking. You know, like consider... And, and actually, some of the ladies, it's not always a guy thing, just to say, praise the Lord. How many of you are, your love language is gifts? Let me see a show of hands. Got one, two, three, four, five, and uh, wow, that's actually less than I thought. And how many of you are uh, physical touch? Anybody like that, physical touch? Ooh, I, I'm at Word of Life. That's the right church, right? <laughs> for physical touch. Come on now. Mm-mm-mm. I want a man with the food. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Back to the message. Glory to God. Here we go. <laughs> Praise the Lord Jesus. So we're called to be servants. We're called to help and serve each other, uh, discover each other. We found out when we um, taught on uh, 
uh, encouragement that we're literally obligated to know each other up and down, backwards and forwards. We're to discover how each other thinks so that we can actually serve each other better. Uh, the scriptures say to dwell with each other according to knowledge. That's what that means. That I know how you think. I know how you, you work. I know uh, the, the expectations. We're going to um, actually develop an understanding so that I can help you. Praise God. And uh, everybody isn't like you. Everybody isn't like me. Therefore, we're going to have to pay attention to stuff. We're going to have to learn about each other. I want to serve you and help you. Praise God. And I, I love, we all love the people that do that to us. They become our favorites. They know how to help us. They know how to encourage us. They know what we need. Praise the Lord. And so we need to become that person to them and others so that we can be great. Praise God. Let's look at Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. It says in the New King James, it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is our reasonable service. So our bodies aren't even our own. It belongs to God. We are to give it to him and say, here you go, God. Do with my body whatever you want to do. I am a slave to your purpose. I am a joyful slave to your plan. I am excited to be your child, and I am excited to do your bidding. I am listening, Lord. A stranger's voice I will not follow. I follow my master's voice. I no longer march to my own drumbeat. I march to my a master's drumbeat. Praise the Lord. I'm doing what I hear him say to do. I'm saying what I hear him tell me to say. Praise God. That is the way Jesus lived. He says, I don't even say my own thing. I say what I hear the Father say. I do what I see him do. Jesus showed us how to do it. You want to be great? This is how we do it, folks. Serve the purpose of God. Serve the plan of God. Look for people who you can tell, oh man, they need help. I've been around people, and they're just so hard and, and just rough, you know. And, and uh, man, I just feel like, you know, come here, bring it, bring it in. Come on, come here, you know. <laughs> Give them a hug. Now, I've had people cuss me out before for that. And, and that means they just need a longer hug. And then they start squirming. <laughs> you know? Hey, I wrestled in high school. They can't get away. I've got you. Come on, it's all right. But people just need to know. That they are valuable. And someone has hurt them. Somebody has done something to them. And they have become a person who needs us to serve them and love them in a specific way. Praise God. Hallelujah. In uh, Romans uh, uh, 12.1 in the Amplified, it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg of you in view of all the mercies of God to make a decisive dedication of your bodies Presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice, holy, devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. Wow. Praise God. So this is a purposeful thing that we wake up and we live our days saying, God, here I am. Do with me what you will. And uh, uh, believe it or not, it's, it's important to understand that your uh, talents, uh, your gifts... I mean, honestly, um, 
uh, Wanda here is a counselor. Uh, we have a, an elevator mechanic in the room. Praise the Lord. Uh, we have people that have um, deliver mail. We have people that do hair, nails. Uh, we have people that work in the, in the medical field, nurses. Uh, we have people that, uh, a person who works out at the dam. I mean, this brother is in the heart and guts of the dam and, and serves as engineering in that area. And uh, people would go across the room and people who work with finances, people, uh, people that are retired, people uh, that are uh, serving in social services. We have people that work all different types of areas of life, but yet God uses your natural ability to communicate and serve humanity. So don't think that when you go to work, you're putting God's purpose of serving on hold. In fact, he says that whatever you do, do as unto him. Do you understand? So that elevates the carpenter, that elevates the plumber, that elevates the AC man. Oh, God, thank God for the AC man uh, here in, in our 111 today. Uh, but, but we are so grateful and so thankful for a car mechanic, all of it. So when we, we, we use our gifts and our talents, no matter what they may be, we must understand that God is flowing through us in a service level. We are serving, y'all with me now? So this isn't a different thing. It's the same thing. It isn't the only thing. That's what I'm saying. So some people will get off and say, oh, this is the only way I serve. It shouldn't be. And others will think I'm not serving while I'm doing this. No, you are. I am a servant of God. I uh, formerly, I used to load bombs in the name of Jesus. <laughs> bombs, missiles, and various things that we can't communicate about. We loaded them, we, we armed them, we sent the pilots on their way, troubleshoot the systems, but this was the protection of uh, the United States of America, the United States Air Force. And we have Navy, we have Army. We do those things. We serve in an Army capacity or Navy capacity, Air Force capacity, National Guard capacity as unto the Lord. I'm serving, I'm using my life to serve the purpose of God. Do you understand? It's not the only area, but it is included. I want to make sure you understand that we don't put our serving on hold for eight hours a day and then get back to business afterwards. Serving is who and what we are. And we see this in, in the scriptures really clear. And then uh, uh, Romans 12, 3, it says this, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. So we, we could, it's possible to think you're, you know, all of that in a bag of chips, you're better than everyone else. That is a possibility. The pendulum swings. It seems like either people are full of, you know, uh, you know stuff of themselves, what would you think of somebody? So, so full of themselves, <laughs> or they live in condemnation and insecurity, and I'm less, I'm no one. Seems like the enemy tries to push us on one side or the other, but there is a middle ground. I'm just excited and I'm content with being a servant of all humanity, and I am happy as a servant. I love to serve, I love to love. I love that if I love you right, then you can become greater than me. 
If I can love you enough to propel you up higher than me, then let's go for it. I've done my job. You surpassed me. Praise the Lord. Woo! Hallelujah. To see yourself as God sees you. And estimate yourself appropriately. Not, I am just a worm. And not, I am God's gift to humanity. (laughs) It's just, I'm so thankful just to be here, a part of the body of Christ. It's such a great group of folks. I just love everyone. Are any of us perfect? Absolutely not. But together we can become. Do you understand? Now, don't get me wrong. He said, be ye perfect as I am perfect. And we are the righteousness of God. But I'm talking about our soul. Your spirit's right. Your soul is being changed. Your body, well, we just have to keep a leash on it. Y'all with me? And so we are here together. Together we are strong. We're all in our place. Encouraging, loving, rolling up our sleeves. Somebody falls, we pick them up. We don't just bury them in the spot they fell. Throw dirt on them. (laughs) Pick them up. Help them wash off. You got this. It's okay. That'll heal. Let's get that cleaned up. A little peroxide. Woo, glory to Jesus. Come on. Let's get back out in the ball game. Glory to Jesus. Come on now. The world beats people up. The church is the place where we get strengthened. Amen. Matthew 20, Matthew 20, verses 26 through 28. New King James says, Yet it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. Just like that. Just like Jesus came, not to be served, but to serve. Praise the Lord. That makes us all, guess what? Servants. Everybody say, I am a servant. Everybody say, I'm God's slave. Now listen, there is no greater freedom than being a slave to Jesus. Praise the Lord. We say, how can you say that, Pastor Andy? Well, they were burning Christians in the arena while they fed other Christians to lions and bears and dogs. And they would just go out with joy. And it was causing such a a revival in the people. People were getting saved. They had never seen such peace, such joy. And they're thinking, why aren't they terrified and screaming out of their minds? It's because we've got a joy that this world cannot give nor take away. And when you serve the purpose and plan of God, even if they take your life, you have the victory. You get a crown, a martyr's crown. Isn't that amazing? What are you afraid of? We're not afraid of people who can destroy our bodies. 
This liberates you from fear from everything. Fear from COVID. Fear from, from disease. Fear from the, uh, the media. Fear from, oh, what are they going to do to me? I am going to tell the truth if they take me to prison for it. I'm going to share the truth of God's word with the people. Uh, whoever will sit before me and listen, whoever will hear the voice of God, I will tell you the truth. I will not alter it to make this, this world more comfortable with it. I'm going to tell you what the word says. Because why? I am a slave to God and his word, not a slave to our system, not a slave to our government, not a slave to popular opinion. I'm going to tell you the truth. And if it hurts you, I apologize, but it's the truth and it's what you need. And, and you should just go ahead and go home and, and get that wound, uh, you know, minister to and get whatever it is God's trying to get to you because he wants the best for you. It is the only way to live is in slavery to God and his word. Because you are a slave to something. And you think, oh, I'm a free man. I'm a free man. I'm a self-made man. Obviously. When we self-make ourselves, it is not pretty. Until you die to yourself, you will not truly be free. Until you serve as God would have you to serve. And love as God would have you to love. That is true freedom. Praise God. See, Pastor Andy, but people, people do you wrong. People do you wrong. Join the Jesus Club. He said, they persecuted me, and they will persecute you. All those who live godly in Christ Jesus self-suffer persecution. And so you start doing this and finding that there's a little bit of challenge involved. You might be doing it right. But the love of God abounds in us and the joy of the Lord, they can't take that away from you. You can give it away, but they can't take it away. You take a stand. So the Apostle Paul in Romans 1.1 says, he said this, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ. Is that on the screen? <laughs> Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. So Paul, a what? A servant. So it's interesting that Paul defines himself as a servant. Jesus defined himself as a servant. But yet, many Christians don't see themselves as such. But we must identify with Christ. Isn't that right? Our identity is in him. So when we identify with him, we'll have to identify with the type of lifestyle that he lived. So Paul, a servant, that's how he said, I am a servant. And then, then he says how he's functioning as an apostle. So that's pretty prestigious. I'm an apostle. But he exemplified servant first. And so each of us must define ourselves as servants. It's like I, Pastor Andy, a servant, <laughs> functioning as a pastor. But first of all, a servant. Serving the purpose of God, serving the plan of God, and serving the people of God because it will have its, its manifestation to people with skin on. Not just God. I serve the Lord. I've had, heard that so many times. I serve the Lord. You know. People say all kind of things that are not scriptural. You know. I, 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 I serve the Lord. You know. I don't need to go to church because I serve the Lord. And... Where do you see that? 
it's impossible to serve him without being in this atmosphere. Is that with me? It's going to have its manifestation to people. And you'll have, a, you'll have a service to the church, and you'll have a service to the, the lost. We lay our lives down for all humanity. If you want to be great in God's kingdom, learn to be a servant of all. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Lastly, in uh, John chapter 13, we'll close with this, verse 12 through 16. New King James says, So when he had washed their feet, taking his garments and sat down again, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord. You say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. Notice he didn't say, you ought to also wash my feet. He said, you ought to also wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. So here the Lord Jesus is giving us uh, this great example of what it means to literally have a part of each other is we're going to have to serve each other. And uh, we know that Peter said, no, Lord, you, we, you don't wash my feet. You are my Lord, Master. And, you know, Peter's the one uh, when, <laughs> he said, when Jesus said, who do you say that I am? Jesus said, or excuse me, Peter said, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. So Peter had a revelation of who Jesus was. So when he was going to wash his feet, he's like, oh, my goodness, no. And, God, and Jesus said to him, unless I do this, you have no part of me. No part of me. So you see the, the necessity of proximity. We see the physical serving, how valuable it is. Literally, uh, you don't get to know God and all that he is without serving, acting on the word and doing the word by loving and serving and doing what God's called you to do, which has its manifestation to people. Certainly to the ones in your home, certainly to those you've you know, married and, and give birth to for sure, but it certainly doesn't end in your home. It goes out to your community, goes out into the earth. For certain, your church home, your church family. Find somewhere to serve your church family. Get involved. If you're making an excuse, why well, I don't feel holy enough. Listen, uh, those adjustments can be made. You can live right. You should live right. And for that to be an excuse, why you're not serving, that just holds you in prison. Whatever you're doing holds you in prison of not getting what God has for you because you're unable to serve because of your lifestyle. Change your lifestyle. Obviously, we don't have, uh, you know, uh, prostitutes up leading worship. At least that's not our goal, and we try to keep paying attention. And believe me, that is not what we do here. We protect because uh, when, when I minister to you, I don't just minister what I'm saying. I minister to you what I am. 
And so listen, the pews have enough challenges of their own, let alone somebody goofball getting up here who is, is messing around on his wife or some goofball up here doing this thing or that thing and, and then coming up here to give a good talk. Listen, uh, we don't care how good you talk. How do you live? And what I'm saying is, is don't stay out, from, out of the church that's serving because you're living a certain way. Stop living that way. God has so much more for you. Yes, he's merciful and forgiving and kind. And yes, the blood will wash us and cleanse us. But not so we can turn around and jump back in the sewer. If I'm going to rightfully serve the body of Christ, I'm going to have to have some semblance of righteousness in my experience, not just in my spirit. The fruits of righteousness would be evident. And once you get out from the sewer and get cleaned up and washed off and get all your stuff changed, man, just live for him and walk with him. And bring as many people out of that sewer as you can. I've lived in the sewer before. I know what it's like. I know the misery, the disease, the smell. It's all bad. There's nothing back there that I want. I just want everybody to experience the freedom I have. And the way I do that is serving humanity. 